Stand by to the floor in five, four, three, two, one. Coming to you live from the rich heartland of Altamont Springs, Florida, it's The Vic Show with Victor Bowers, brought to you by Super Channel WACX-TV. Take it away! Greetings! Hello! Wow, this is exciting! I love it. Welcome to The Vic Show. We're still hanging on to Jesus. And I hope you are, too. (laughs) Welcome to the Vic Show. This is Sammy Sloth, and he's my illustration. He's my visual aid as a sloth who's hanging on, because sloths hang on. Anyway, Victor Bowers here, Vic Show, and um, fun and hilarity all around. And songs by bands from 1981. And the bubbles are back. Oh, I knew what I'm missing. I got a request to bring these back. Hold on, Nathan. I'm going to blow up the soundboard. Ah, there we go. Look at that. I have people requesting these. Can you believe it? Oh, hang on. Mr. Ex-President... Don't block Terry. <laughs> what? The name of the show is a big show. I'm the one with a bubble machine for God. Oh, oh. Terry's hanging on to Jesus. I'm just trying to hang on to my sanity. Hold on. Okay. Okay. I, I can't take any more of that. Sorry. What? Terry. <laughs> I can't hear my inner thoughts. Anyway, what? There's a lot going on. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. Oh, well, hold, hold on. Sorry, Sammy's lost. I know you're just trying to hang on, so let me. Let me let me console you, Sammy Slaw. <laughs> I know you're trying to take over the show. I saw what you were doing in here last night, but I'll, maybe I'll tell that to uh, my friends in TV Land later. Sitting in the host chair, I, I saw what you were doing. Why am I talking to a stuffed toy from the Walmart grocery store? I don't know, but I want everyone to feel good, be happy. Anyway, this is an illustrative point, folks, of hanging on to Jesus. And with all the fun and hilarity we've had the last two minutes, I can't still I still can't believe we're doing this on TV and people are watching. I mean, that's to me that boggles the mind. What a what a fun privilege we get here at Super Channel. I have to admit. And um, but you'll never forget this image. And you're like that silly middle-aged man on TV with a with the furry animal hanging off his neck. And exactly that's the word I don't want you to forget. Hanging, hanging. Hanging off his neck. And the reason this stuffed toy named Sammy Sloth can hang off my neck is not because he decided one day to start doing it. It's because my neck was here first. And I wrapped him. Okay, that's a, that's a bizarre illustration. <laughs> Here's the point. We hang on to Jesus because Jesus is already here. 
the fact that you can hang on to him, which is the title of the show, and we'll get into the scripture in a moment, the reason Peter could, could reach his hand out to Jesus as, Jesus as Peter was drowning in the water was because Jesus was there already for him to take a hold of. Jesus was already holding Peter in his, and Christ was already holding Peter when Peter was succeeding walking on the sea and when he was failing drowning in the sea. Christ was still holding Peter in both states of Peter's life. When you're it's successful, Christ is holding you, but you usually don't know it because you're so distracted by your success. But when your distraction of success begins to ruin your life and you begin to slide towards failure and you cry out in a moment of desperation, Lord, something's got to give. Where have I heard that phrase? And you cry out and say, I, I, I'm going to hang on to Jesus. Jesus is like, awesome. I've never, I haven't gone anywhere. I've always, always been here. I'm glad you're finally realizing you need to hang on to me because your life is drowning. Jesus is here already in Christ to hang on to. That's the gospel message. Come on. Come on. And so we hang on to Jesus because he's here for us to hang on to him. That's what he wants. That's what he desires above everything else for us to be together. I don't know what happens when you die. Some people say you go to heaven. Some people say all different things in, in Christianity. But one thing I do absolutely know, and this is what I tell people, what happens after death, I don't know. And I, I'm not going to get into arguments about it. Because when you're dead, you're dead. But one thing I know that Scripture tells us, and one thing I know that Jesus tells us, is that in death, you and he will be together. Show sure enough. Show enough. Where you'll be, I don't know. Maybe it's a place called heaven. I don't know. That's not important to me. What's important to me is who I'm with. Because if you're with the right person, your location doesn't matter. Because you're with the right person. And so Jesus is the right person. And he's here in your successes when you don't see him because you don't think you need him. And he's here in your failures when he may be the only thing you can cry out to. And in both states, he's here to hang on to. So hang on to Jesus. Right on. Okay. That's just the, that's just the teaser. Now I'm going to take Sammy Sloth off. <laughs> Why is the fan still going? Okay. I think Diane was playing with the power strip up there. She broke something. Okay. Oh, that's the wrong button. Hold on. Ah, I'm winded. I'm going to take a seat. Well, Sammy Sloth, I'm going to... Huh? It stopped. Hold on. I don't know. I'm not going to... i, I got to teach a gospel lesson I can't be distracted by. Right? Right. So, in the meantime, how's the control room looking lately? We haven't been in there yet today. Oh, hello. <laughs> the regular crew. Okay, same. Okay, Rick. Oh, the Vic Show. Yes, the Vic Show on um, on uh, the Vic Show on Facebook, Instagram, and um, TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. So there you go. I follow the Vic Show on those platforms and um, follow what we're doing. Everything going on here? It's a big show. Now it's a big show. Right on. 
Oh, I'm glad. Okay, hold on. Well, hold on. Okay, Vic Show, Sammy on the shirt, Sammy Sloths. Yeah, so just hang on to Jesus. Um, can you hang it on there? Just hang on. There you go. Oh my. Lord, I thank you for this day. Yes. Or this night whenever someone's watching this show, because we produce it in the morning. But in time it exists for whoever's watching it and who needs the message. And I think you need the message. I think you need the message. Right, Kitty? Right, Kitty. <laughs> I'm surrounded by hanging animals everywhere. Okay. Um, what's going on back there? I, Rick just thinks it's funny. What? I don't know. Okay. Uh, let's see. What we got a new? They've gotten a bunch of new stuff here. Oh, I don't want that. Okay, let's take that. Oh yeah, super. Oh, thanks for the subtle cue. <laughs> Superman went shopping. Why did Superman buy? He he bought nothing to eat. Um, oh, he bought gifts. Okay. I think you need some food items in there for me to snack on later on. There's a lot of stuff on this desk. We gotta get ready for Christmas. Yes. Anyway, so Nathan, there's a little echo. I don't know, maybe just me in here. Do, do I need to turn this down? Number five? five? Testing one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two. That's better. Okay. Okay. So, hanging on to Jesus. And, um, anything else I need to get to except my um, elixir here? Did you put froth on this? No, just cinnamon. <sighs> Sorry, was I not supposed to? <laughs> I don't know. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. I never had cinnamon in, in this. Just cinnamon, no sprinkles. No sprinkles. Yeah, so hanging on to Jesus. That's all I got today. And so, we hang on to Jesus because He is here for us to hang on to. In Galatians 6 9, which we last time we chatted, I, I talked about it. Uh, if you have that in there, Nathan, bro, go ahead and bring that up. I think I, I think I gave that to you. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Selah. We will reap a harvest if we do not give up. If we do not, we hang on, <clears throat> we hang on to Jesus because he is here to hang on to. Like the cat hanging in it on a tree. Cats like to climb trees as part of what they do <clears throat> as in cat life. Cats like to climb, they like to, you know, they can walk, you know what I'm talking about. The guys who have that picture, we can bring back 
But you see a cat hanging in the tree, and it's funny, and it's, you know, it's it's great picture, and it's funny. But the reason the cat is hanging in the tree, the cat didn't, the, hanging in the tree was not the goal of the cat. The cat didn't climb the tree so it could get up there and then hang from it. The cat wanted to climb the tree because that's what cats do. Cats, that's part of the cat life is climbing trees and having fun and looking for squirrels and chasing birds and looking at fluttering leaves and all that. That's, you know, you've seen cats do that in trees. They never have any tension to hang out of a tree because that's not what they're wanting to do. They're wanting to climb the tree and just be in the tree and sharpen their claws and do all that cat stuff. But cats invariably, like all of us, will step out too far and will take a misstep or we won't look where we're going, where we're going, and we will stumble in the tree of life. Oh, well, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good one. We will stumble and we'll begin to fall out of the tree like this cat in prior moments began to fall out of the tree. And then in a moment, the cat went from climbing the tree and living in the tree and having fun in the tree to now that the tree was going to be the vehicle of her demise because she was going to fall out of the tree. She was going to fall out of her life of fun. But she was able to grab the tree by her claw. And now we see here and we say the cat is hanging from the tree. But the tree was just doing its thing, just being a tree, inviting birds of the air to nest in it, inviting squirrels to climb all over it and chase each other, inviting the wind to blow through its branches to vibrate and flutter their, its leaves, you know, and inviting cats to climb the tree. But this cat took a misstep and began to fall out of the tree, but grabbed the tree just in time to save itself. And so we say it's hanging from the tree. But the tree was there before the cat started hanging from it. But when the cat needed to hang from the tree, when the cat's life changed, nothing in the tree changed. The tree was the same tree before the cat started hanging from it, and the tree will stay, still stay the same tree after the cat uh, rescues herself from hanging in the tree. But at this moment, the tree is doing its thing. Nothing has changed in the tree. The cat is in distress. The cat is in pain. The cat is hanging between life and death or between function and calamity, breaking a bone, you know. So it's the cat that's the focus. The cat is us. <laughs> Long story short, the cat is you. The cat is me hanging in the tree. You enlarge that to the reality we're hanging on Jesus. That's what we're invited to do. Hang on to Jesus. That's what the gospel story is. We hang on to Jesus. We hang on to Christ because he's already holding us. He's ho and because he's already holding you, when you realize you need to hang on to him because of calamity or turmoil or, or, or um, extending yourself too much and you begin to break, in whatever fashion that comes, and you're like, I need help. Well, Christ begins to say to you through the gospel, through others in your life, through a TV preacher, through whatever, hang on to me. I'm already here, and I'm already holding you. It's the mystery of Christ. You know that song? I heard that's the old song. He's got the whole world in his hands. That is true. 
that is true. The whole world. And that's what, when you study the parables, you'll realize this. He already has the whole world in his hands. He has the rich people in his hands and the poor people. He has the good people in his hands and he has the evil people in his hands. He has the righteous people in his hands and he has the unjust people in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. I know that goes against a lot of our denominational thinking and the, those who are chosen and those who are elected, those who are... I'm not going to argue that point. If you want to believe that way, help yourself. But my God is bigger than that. My God's got the whole shebang in his hands. Why? So that when whoever begins to fail, which is all of us, hopefully his prayer and his desire is that we will cry out to him and we will reach up and hang on. And at that moment, he says, if that's where I meet you in your moment of desperation, I'll meet you there. And I'll save you and rescue you. It may not go in the same path that you like, but I will do my part. I've already done my part. I'm already holding you. I'll hold you in your life and I'll hold you in your death. I've got you in my hands and nothing is going to take you out. Nothing. Okay, so Paul tells us in Galatians, which we just read, don't get, don't get weary. When you begin to struggle, when you begin to faint, don't do it. Because in Christ, there's hope. Don't become weary in doing well and doing good. Keep on doing, keep on trucking, doing what you're doing. He's telling the Galatian church who were, going, who were having some hard, hard times. At the proper time, if you don't give up, you will reap a harvest. Keep on doing what you're doing. Don't let go. Keep on hanging in there. Keep on holding on to Jesus. Keep on hanging on to Jesus. Because it's just a matter of time. And so hang on. And you will reap the harvest you want. So hang on. Okay, so in the Gospels, Matthew 14, it's a great illustration. It, Peter, uh, Jesus walking on the water. We all know the story. Everyone in the world knows the story. You know, when there's a story about a man walking on the water, you know, it gets around. You know, because that's quite an amazing, that's a great story. You know? In the story, goes like this. Matthew 14, uh, if we can bring it up. It's uh, Jesus had just fed the 5,000. It's his biggest feeding of the groups in the Gospels. And um, John the Baptist, his cousin and predecessor, has been beheaded. And Jesus knows once John has been beheaded, that his clock, his ministry clock, is in, full, is in full throttle, and time is a ticking. And so you begin to see a shift in the focus of Jesus and in the work of him doing what he's doing as Jesus the Christ and his ministry. And then the, the scope of his miracles begin to change. And there becomes kind of a dark overtone to his ministry. Things get serious. When John the Baptist is off the scene, dead, Jesus knows there's all the powers that be are now going to focus on him. And so you see a ramping up 
in his power and also just in the darkness that he encounters. So in 14, he uh, feeds the 5,000 and then that's a big exhaustive day. And he sends his boys, his disciples on ahead to the other side of the lake. They're on one side of the Sea of Galilee and he sends them to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. While he dismisses the crowds, he exercises some crowd control, you know, probably takes up an offering, you know, maybe dedicates a few babies, you know, you know how it is, introduces first time visitors, you know what pastors do. (laughs) And then he sends them home. And then Jesus goes up into the mountain to pray. So it's middle of the night. So John chapter 14, excuse me, Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat, go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. (laughs) Shoo, get out of here. Anybody have any spray? What is this? It's the Vic show. After he had dismissed them, <laughs> was that thing wearing a diaper? What was that? Was that a Catholic angel? I don't know. It wasn't a Pentecostal angel. I know that. Now, I would not see that. That's, that's a TB an angel. That's what that is. It's a TB. So I guess it is a Pentecostal angel by default. Okay, get out of here. I don't want letters. I don't want letters. <laughs> All my Reformed Presbyterian friends are losing their hair right now. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. Okay. And the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted, nice Bible word, buffeted, thwarted by the waves in the water because the wind was against it. So the boat was in a storm on the lake. Shortly before dawn, Jesus, you know, Jesus waiting as long as he can, went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, remember this phrase, walking on the lake, walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. Come on, boys. Heart. Take some heart. Get, don't worry. It's I. Don't be afraid. Take courage. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. He's almost daring Jesus. Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water, not on the lake, on the water. Tell me to come to you on the water. Jesus was walking on the lake. All Peter could see was water. Keep that in mind. Okay. Come, Jesus said, sure, come on, bring it on. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water. He didn't walk on the lake, he walked on the water and came toward Jesus. And, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me, Lord, save me. And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Now, Jesus goes out to the disciples that are in a boat and the boat is in a storm. 
Now, what's interesting, is that it? And when they climbed, okay, there you go. And when, <clears throat> when the, the storm started to brew and it got really terrified, they were in a boat. Sea of Galilee is a big sea. It's a big, it's a big lake. But in the middle of the night, those storms come up and those boats could easily be tossed over. And all of a sudden, they see this figure walking towards them on the sea. Jesus wasn't walking on the water. Jesus was walking on the sea. Just like prior to that, Jesus walk, wasn't walking on rocks or grains of sand. Jesus was walking on the land. Jesus went from walking on the land, from the top of a mountain, walked down the mountain, crossed the land, and started walking on the sea, because he wanted to get to the other side, to that area of land on the other side. Jesus was walking on land, then he started walking on the sea. He just kept walking, because he was going somewhere. The fact that there was a sea of water between he and the other side of the land didn't matter. He just kept walking. Peter was in the boat, terrified. And he said, Lord, if it's you, bid unto me, tell me to come out to you on the water, walking on the water. Peter was wanting to demonstrate that, invite me out to this level of faith to walk on water. Well, you can't walk on water. It's obvious. Try it. No one can walk on water. Jesus wasn't walking on water. Jesus was walking on the sea. He wasn't walking on water. You can't walk on water. Look around you. But Jesus wasn't walking on water. Jesus was walking on the sea. Jesus was walking on creation because he is the Lord of creation. Whether the creation is made of grains of sea, uh, grains of sand, or whether the creation is made of H2O, water. It didn't matter to Jesus. It was just a means of conveyance to get to other people on the other side of the lake. But G Peter didn't know that. But Peter was caught in the middle of the reality of life, pain, suffering, being afraid, storms, and being pulled into this higher dimension that he saw Jesus clearly, clearly experiencing. And so he wanted to be a part of that. He was wanting to hang on to Jesus and do what Jesus was doing. But Peter wasn't there yet completely. But for a moment, he did. And so he said, Master, if it's you, come, let, tell me to come out to you on the water. So Jesus said, come on. Jesus didn't say, no, you can't, or yes, you can. Jesus just said, everything's open, Peter. It's all, it's on. Come on, come on. Join me. Come on up. Be with me. And so Peter jumped out. You got to commend his faith. He was brave. And he started doing it. But then his humanity, his fear, the same stuff we deal with, began to, he began to see the wind. And he began to focus on the water. Up until that point, he wasn't walking on water either. He was walking on the sea. He was going to meet Jesus, so he was walking like Jesus walked on the sea. But the cares of life begin to pull him down and begin to drown, begin to sink. 
And so he cried out, Lord, save me. And he reached up his hand and Jesus grabbed him and pulled him up. Jesus was already doing what Peter was trying to do and was doing. Are we out of time? Okay, so to keep hanging on to Jesus. Keep hanging on to Jesus. With God, all things are possible. Bye.